With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to the new and improved Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. After many years of interviewing the best and brightest thought leaders around the world, on my SiriusXM show, I am excited to now have those interviews available to people around the globe on this podcast. So many people would write us and say, I love what I've been hearing about your interviews with these great people. Where can I access them? I live in this country or that country, or I don't have access to that technology. How can I get the information? Well, I'm so excited now that we are able to offer the information and the interviews free on this podcast. So we want you to sit back and enjoy this message and let me know how you like them. And then do me a favor. If you like them, send a review, write a review and post it. And if you like it, hit like on here and share it. And tell everybody you know about it and then subscribe to this podcast so you'll get the alerts when we post a new interview episode. Thank you for listening and enjoy the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Well, it's true I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds, and it forced upon me. I can't refuse it. I didn't seek it. I didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer. If I lose it, give account. If I abuse it, it's just a tiny little minute, but our eternities are wrapped up in it, and I'm grateful for this minute, this moment, this opportunity to share with you some ideas, some strategies, some thoughts to help you do more, be more, and achieve more, and I am grateful. You know, I start with that minute by Dr. Benjamin Mays, and he was Martin Luther King Jr.'s mentor, and that's called God's Minute, and I start with that because we must make the most of every minute, and if you listen to me on my daily radio show across America on the Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell radio show, uh, you can hear me do a one-minute message because the minute has so much power. That we, have, we must make the most of it. Many of you read my book, It Only Takes a Minute to Change Your Life, because that minute can have an impact on your future, on your finances, on your family, on your legacy. Make the most of every minute. And so I start with God's minute. Then I take a moment, the beginning of every show, 
to give God some glory, to give him some praise, to thank him, to thank him for life and strength and health. Thank him for the good, the struggles even, because we grow through the struggles. We don't just go through them. We should grow through them. But I give God glory for all that he has done, all he does, and all he continues to do. I'm grateful that this show now is number one self-help show in the country. I'm grateful for the daily radio show. I'm grateful for all the other activities, but most of all, I'm grateful for life and strength and health. I'm grateful for being able to be in the land of the living in, in my right mind. And I'm grateful for that wife I married who continues to encourage and inspire me. So I'm grateful for all God has blessed me with. And we ought to be grateful. So that's why I take a moment to start. Then I want to thank our listeners who have been so supportive, who have made this show the number one show. It's not me. It's you who have put this show in the forefront of your mind. You've told your friends, your family members, your co-workers, you got to listen. You got to listen. And I want to thank you. I want to encourage you to keep doing that. Tell Lottie, Dottie, everybody that you know. Put it on your network. Put it on your social media. You got to listen to the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way show. You got to listen. It will bless you because he is only telling the truth about wealth creation and, and finances and health and helping you to grow your future. So tune in. So I want to thank you and I want to thank you all for what you've done now. I also want to take a moment to thank our sponsor. We've got a sponsor who has blessed us this year, our year sponsor. We want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Truest Financial. See, two great banks came together, BB&T and SunTrust, and they created an even greater bank, Truist. They have a shared purpose to inspire and build better lives and communities. They have combined resources that they put together with collective passion and continuous pursuit of innovation. And Truist is opening the door to a better financial experience to help people and businesses around the country to do more, to be more, and achieve more. See what the future of finance is shaping up to be at Truist.com. That's T-R-U-I-S-T.com. Truist Bank. Member FDIC. Well, I am grateful now because I've got a tremendous show with two tremendous guests. I got two. I got two of them, and they are awesome. Let me tell you, awesome. They are uh, well-known across America for their TED Talks, for their books, for their resources, and for their ministry. They are a couple that is a ministry team. Many people in Houston, Texas, know them as the place where Beyonce and her mother, Tina Knowles, uh, have uh, made a point of being involved with in, uh, all of the Knowles family and how they've done not just uh, 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 worship there, but they also have done community building and that the church. And so the two of them is Juanita Cam. Rasmus, and she's a speaker, a writer, a spiritual director, and, and a contemplative. She co-passes the St. John's United Methodist Church in downtown Houston with her husband, and they uh, started with nine members in 1992, and now they have over 3,000 members, and they, uh, they have people who are being impacted, not just in Houston, but around America, and she is uh, actively involved in boards of directors. She's actively involved in, in numerous projects, of, uh, including feeding the homeless and the hungry. Her husband is Rudy, Rudy Rasmus, and he also is an author, a humanitarian, a leadership consultant, and he has a passion to outreach to the world's most challenged community. They co-pastored the church, and they started, as I say, with only nine folks. They started with a drip, huh? They started with a drip, but now they got a river going up in there because what they did was not let the drip 
discourage them. Many people will see a drip and give up and walk away, not realizing that all great rivers, all great oceans start with a drip. And so I want to thank the two of them. They've done so much uh, with homeless and helping and blessing and encouraging. And so they also are entrepreneurs. That's what I want to talk about. And been married for almost 36 years. By the time this airs, probably it's been 36 years because they have gotten married just a few uh, months before my bride and I got married. So that you know I like them already. So thank you, uh, Rudy and Juanita. Thank you for being on my show. Our pleasure. Thank you for having us. Good to be with you. Okay, I gave him the thumbnail sketch about, you know, the two of you. So first of all, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit of where y'all came from? Uh, I believe, uh, I know from what I read, uh, Juanita, you were you were from Houston. I don't know if Rudy is from Houston or not, but, you know, where'd y'all come from and how'd you get together? And I heard a little bit of the story about how uh, you <laughs> you showed him, so you, you met at a funeral, I believe I heard, and, and you sold right. him a policy. Come on now. <laughs> All right, tell us a little more. Well, I'm a native Houstonian, um, and I tell you, it's been a thrill to live in the city of Houston. It's uh, the fourth largest city in the nation, and it is a uh, can-do city. If you believe it, you can conceive it, and you can achieve it in the city of Houston. All right, now. It's beautiful to live here. Uh, And, yeah, the funeral that I happened to go to, uh, my husband and I now say the man died that we might live. Come on now. That's right. (laughs) Best funeral I've ever been to in my whole life. I understand that. That's fantastic. (laughs) And Rudy, how about you? Where are you from? I'm from right here in Houston. Uh, Grew up in the hood in the inner city of Houston, a few minutes from downtown Houston. And as a matter of fact, this church that we serve right now is probably seven minutes from the neighborhood that I grew up in. And of course, I never knew that church existed. Right. Yeah, from what I from what I heard that uh, you 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 was a not quite a church boy when you. Were. <laughs> Let's just say, if we ever write a marriage book, it might be called "Good Girl Meets Bad Boy." All right, now. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I have a, a, a sort of a, a checkered, a spotted past, but it was it's never been boring. And it and it dang show ain't been dull. All right, well, fantastic. Well, so y'all y'all got together this funeral, and uh, she was in the insurance business. Her dad was an insurance had a, an insurance company, and uh, she was making money uh, selling insurance. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. My, matter of fact, when I was seventeen years old, my father said, "I'd like you to come to a meeting." Hmm. And uh, basically, he was recruiting me into the insurance business. Wow. And it was a beautiful experience because what it did is it gave me an opportunity to do something that I love to do, and that was to talk, and number two, to help empower people. And so often the presentations that I had the privilege of giving uh, usually were to large groups. And so it gave me an opportunity. uh, A lot of the work we did was with – uh, school district employees, federal employees, and so usually we were seeing them in groups. And so it gave me an opportunity to encourage people. Usually it was a meeting at the end of the day. And so it was a way to be able to say, we believe in you. Thank you for what you're doing. And now let's talk about how you can secure your future. And so it was a wonderful experience for me. I think the only difference between selling insurance and securities and investment products and, and being a pastor is that now 
the premium is paid for and there's a lifetime of benefits. Ooh, come on now. You preaching now. You know you preaching now. <laughs> come on, somebody. <laughs> so so how did this bad boy, uh, non-church guy, end up being a pastor and growing one of the biggest churches in Houston? When we first got married, we uh, I had agreed that I'd go to church with her whenever we, you know, once we really hooked up. Yeah. And on the in the first month, she took me to Windsor Village United Methodist. Uh, yeah. Pastor Kirby John Caldwell was the leader there. And I tell you, I walked through the door, and I met the first preacher that I'd ever trusted. Mm. My daddy taught me, raised me to never trust preachers and church people. He said they were all full of something, and I can't mention it on your radio program. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah, your father sounded a little bit like my father. Okay, he was a newspaper <laughs> man. He was a journalist, and uh, he had some he had some uh, very uh, definitive uh, thoughts about Daddy Grace and Father Divine and all of them, yeah. and and so he was not a church guy. But thanks be to God, my mama took me to church, and I, I figured it out. So, okay, so uh, you, you you get together. Now, is it true that you sold insurance for a while as too, Rudy? Yeah, mostly real estate. Okay, I've real been, estate. Uh, been a real estate guy most of my life. Uh, my dad and I bought our first property when I was probably eight years old. Uh, mm. It was a hog farm on the north side of uh, Houston, out in the out in the uh, like the uh, rural area, every Friday night the hogs used to get free. Uh, <laughs> I used to uh, every Saturday morning, my daddy had me out there chasing them doggone things. Uh, needless to say, I, you know I uh, I haven't eaten much pork since, but uh, <laughs> but I was so glad when that house burned down out there. <laughs> so the house burned down. He closed the hog farm, and uh, and that was one of the first properties we bought back in the day. From there, we bought a whole bunch of real estate, developed some of it, and it's been a good journey. Wow. Now, that speaks to how you were able to become developers, I assume, uh, in terms of, of taking some of the resources as the church grew and to partner with people like Beyonce and mm-hmm. Tina Knowles and to do the developments that y'all have done, because y'all have done some tremendous things. Tell us a little bit about the developments that the church has done. Well, you know, when we started, we started out by providing meals to the homeless community, and that grew from providing one meal a day to seven days a week. And then as things changed in downtown Houston, we recognized that really there's only one thing that keeps a person from being uh, having a, a home, a place to live, a place they can call their own, having a mailing address. Yes. And that's having a key. Mm. a key to a door. Mm. And so we began to realize that one way that we could contribute to the solution of homelessness in Houston was to begin to develop housing. And so, uh, you know, God never um, allows any of our gifts and experiences to go to waste. That's right. Working with them. That's right. That's right. Rudy had been involved in property management, and this was the opportunity for us to take our skills to the next level. And Rudy has primarily led that charge of developing what we call Timonos CDC, which is uh, the Timonos Community Development Corporation. And we've managed to collaborate with uh, Tina Knowles and the the Knowles family, Beyonce and Solange and um, Kelly Rowland, and been able to provide housing $30 million worth to people who were formerly homeless. Hold that thought. Y'all have been doing great work. We're going to come right back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly and the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And for sure, your best is yet to come. We'll be right back. 
Dr. Willie Jolly, and I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered why some people can make a million dollars, lose it, make a second million, lose that, then make a third million, while other people can't even make ends meet? Well, the reason is that those people know the recipe for success. And that recipe is available to everyone if you will do what they did. They made a habit of getting positive, motivational resources of great thinkers and great learners. And I want to offer those same kind of resources to you. We've developed a free page on my website. It's wjspeaks.com slash gift. wjspeaks.com slash gift. On that site, we've got resources, books, audios to help you to grow and they're free. So go to wjspeaks.com slash gift, wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of those resources and then share that page with your friends and your family members. We want to impact and inspire millions of people. And remember, if you enjoy this message on this podcast, like it, share it and Post a review about it and make a difference in the lives of others by letting them know about it. Have a great day. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly and the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And my special guests today are two people who have not just talked the talk, but they have walked the walk. They are Rudy and Juanita Rasmus. They are speakers, authors, spiritual directors, and they co-pastor a thriving church in Houston, Texas, but they also, they feed the homeless, the hungry, the lost, the least. They've created developments. They have built not only a church, but an enterprise that's beyond just uh, preaching the word. They're also feeding people and, and clothing people. And they have built a, a, a life together that is powerful, impactful, but they also have a powerful story about what do you do mm, when the bottom falls out? Oh my God, when I, I like I like that finding your center after the bottom falls out. And that's what we're going to talk about in a little while. But I wanted them to talk about the, some of the, the things they have done. Now, they've been married for 30, going on 36 years. 
Uh, my wife and I have been married going on 36 years. As soon as they said uh, uh, how long they've been married, I said, I know what year you got married when I said it. They said, Lord, have mercy, you do. <laughs> I said, I can call that. I can call that from a from a mile away. I know what that is. So, okay, so uh, uh, you've been able to build this church. Uh, you know, many people call you Beyonce's pastor. Uh, you've, you've had the, Tina Knowles Lawson is involved, you and as well as... Uh, uh, many other uh, well-known Houstonians who have been able to help you to uh, build these uh, programs and these buildings. You've been doing so much. Now, let me ask you this in terms of uh, the entrepreneurial side. How did your entrepreneurial past, yeah, you were kind of going that way, way uh, Juanita. How did that past help you to develop the mindset? Because, you know, a lot of people pastor, but they don't get the mindset of expanding beyond just preaching the gospel. How did y'all get that mindset? You know, she's got to tell you this, but when she was a little girl, her daddy used to play albums of great motivational speakers like Napoleon Hill. Yes, sir. And Earl Earl Nightingale. Earl Nightingale, yep. In their their bedroom, he had a speaker, he put a speaker in there in their bedroom and would put these albums on. And you're talking about positive programming. I was thinking, I think all the time, what if my daddy had to put a speaker in my bedroom and had me uh, had me programming for something positive instead of running a doggone borderline Bardello? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But well, you, look, your training came from another spot. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And boy. You know that training. You know, I think I think the the, the blend of as a matter of fact, Juanita and I are always laughing. How uh, we can look at the same situation, <laughs> all right? And and when we make our comments, uh, I'm like, I, you know, I think I think they need to be uh, thrown over the cliff. She says, I think I think there's still time for them to be forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> They say opposites attract, and that's that right. certainly has been the case for the two. You of know us. what? You know what? Uh, absolutely. Let me just take a, a a little deviation here, a little detour. Many people have heard my wife and I on uh, radio and on seen us on television. And as I was looking through the book and reading up on you guys and studying. It looks like Rudy's an extrovert, like myself, okay? He yeah, looks like he's an extrovert. My wife is an introvert, and what I read in the book is you are as well, Juanita. Exactly. And so uh, she finds her, her energy from not being around the crowds and not being right. uh, uh, around a lot of people. She, as she exactly. says to me often, she says, I'm out of words. I got no more. I got no more words, and, and I'm looking for people <laughs> to talk to. <laughs> And so uh, it's that opposite that helps to attract and knowing that and understanding how people are wired to be able to understand how to best structure and develop the future. So y'all were entrepreneurs uh, from different perspectives. And first, I want to applaud your father for the wise uh, concept. And I want to I want to encourage parents who are listening to this. There's a lesson in this that I want you to make sure you don't don't drop. The lesson of encouraging and playing positive, motivational, inspirational material for your children while they are children. It can have a profound impact. My son, uh, um, I have two children. Um, my oldest child 
was being raised before I understood about self-help, about positive information, about uh, books and CDs, Earl Nightingale. So she has always had a different mindset than my son, who was raised, she's 10 years different in age, uh, uh, that he was in the car to school every day. My wife would listen to Earl Nightingale, would play the CDs, Zig Ziglar, Les Brown, and how now he's an attorney doing very well, constantly thinking about positive thinking. My daughter still struggles in some of that. And so we, we realize that your input determines your output. And so garbage in, garbage out, good stuff in, good stuff out. And so your dad was a wise man to be able to uh, empower you and to encourage you and fill you up. Now, uh, now let's talk about next uh, in terms of uh, your marriage. Y'all have been married for going on 36 years, and uh, you've been through ups and downs, good, bad, struggles. Absolutely. Uh, what are some of the secrets that y'all have been able to do to stay married, stay together, and to build a uh, somewhat of an empire together? How have you done it? Well, you know, one of the first things that, that I was taught was that um, I met an older woman. She was in her 90s, mm. and she told me, baby, you make sure you pray for your husband every day. Wow. And so I thought, well, let me find an appropriate scripture that'll be the basis of how I pray for him. And so the Lord gave me Psalms 1, verse 1 through 3. Mm. Blessed is Rudy, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor does Rudy stand in the way of sinners, nor does Rudy sit in the seat of the mockers. But Rudy's delight will be in the law of the Lord, and in that law will Rudy meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the streams of water. He shall bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever Rudy doeth shall prosper. And I have said that prayer, that psalm, putting his name in it, and encouraged other women, Mm. other partners. Put your partner's name in that, because what you're asking is that God would surround your partner with the best possible influences. And then that everything that is supposed to fruit in their life would fruit in their life. And then I said, now look, if you don't understand that when a tree has plenty of leaves and those leaves, it says that those leaves aren't going to be left, that means that you're going to have shade. You're going to be able to lay under the tree. Wow. Pull down some fruit and enjoy the light that you've helped to pray into existence. Oh, girl, that is powerful. That is good. That is good. Well, uh, Rudy, what are one of the secrets that you've learned in these 36 years of marriage? Uh, uh, say yes. <laughs> <laughs> every, every You're a smart man. You're a smart yeah, man. You're a smart man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I look slow. Look, <laughs> your daddy didn't they raise no food. Okay, you got that's that right, one. You, right. you figured you know, that one. Something that uh, that I really uh, that I, I tell tell young brothers all the time. Um, you know, if you uh, if you love the, the the person you are in uh, in partnership with, and you respect that person to the utmost, uh, and you value that person. Uh, input and opinion, then it's a good possibility. Uh, you will, you, you matter of fact, it's a better than a good possibility. You're gonna, you're gonna find yourself get having one of the best confidants and consultants that you that life could ever afford you. You know, I have, uh, I have followed 
all of the advice my wife has given me over these last 35 years, and none of it has hurt me. All of it has helped me. Amen. Amen. You know, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think about uh, Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, that uh, says that when you find a, a wife, you find a good thing, and God adds favor to it. And we have in our book, marriage book, uh, uh, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, 10 Secrets to Shape a Great Marriage. And again, uh, almost like Juanita said, many of them came from uh, mentors who gave us wise counsel when we were having tough times, when it was exactly. arguments, and, and they gave us yeah. wise counsel. One of those was friends first. Be friends first. Enjoy that sure. person. Respect them. Love them. And one man said, you treat her like a queen, she'll treat you like a king. Come on, somebody. Right. And so, yeah, right. That's and right. So, right. That's right. So, so y'all have been able to do that as well as bring your, your uh, background in entrepreneurism, bring your background in uh, building and developing, as well as your background in marriage to help people who are struggling uh, along the way, whether it's in marriage, whether it's in their homelessness, whether it's in their struggle. But there's a bigger struggle you've been you've been uh, sharing with people. And I want to I want to wait to the next segment, because, folks, this is where this story gets uh, really, really good and really, really powerful is when you're dealing with mental health issues. Uh, before we get there, though, I want to also open the book. They have a book called and Juanita has the book is uh, Juanita Campbell Rasmus. Uh, and it's learning to be finding your center after the bottom falls. So we're going to come back and tell the whole story, but there's something in here I wanted to, to read. I just marked it off. I thought it was so powerful. It said, uh, I don't want you to see the me you see, but I don't commonly call the shadow self and the me, the, 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 the God sees alone. All of the, uh, pains contribute to the I am aspect of ourselves are hidden from our view. But the good news is that all of us, who I am, is known by God, even as much as it is a mystery to me at times. And there's an exercise that you share in that. But you talk about throughout this book of things that y'all have done, like skydiving. I had to I had to, to take a moment there. Skydiving and the fact that you felt the Lord called you to skydive. And, and Rudy said, the devil is a lie. That's and you said, I got to do it. I got to do it. And, and it took a while, but he finally said, okay. But his concern was that you were going to die and you're going to end up dead. And I just thought that was such a powerful story about how you just shared, I want to do this. And he initially said no, but he brought it back up. He's the one who brought it back up and said, let's talk about this. And uh, I thought that was profound. Look, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back. We got more. You got to hear the rest of this story, folks, because it's profound. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. And for sure, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly. And I got an email from a gentleman in Australia who shared how he had been struggling in his business. And he bought some of my books and audios and how it had a profound impact on his business. And he went from worst to first in his company. I shared with him how much I appreciated his note, but I told him those books, those audios, those videos were not just something that I just thought up one day and thought it to write. They were born out of my experiences, out of the challenges of overcoming the problems and the difficulties and how I was able to do it. And I shared with him that 
others have sent similar messages and that these resources work. I want to encourage you and invite you to go to my store. Go to wjspeaks.com slash shop. wjspeaks.com slash shop. Get some of the books. It only takes a minute to change your life or a setback is a setup for a comeback or turn setbacks into greenbacks or chicken soup for the soul or an attitude of excellence or the book I wrote with my wife after 34 years of being married and not having an argument in over 30 years. We wrote a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last and now it is saving marriages all over the globe. Go to the store, get some of the audios, the videos, the books, the resources to help you have greater personal and professional success. This is Dr. Willa Jolly. Make this a great day on purpose. And we're back. This is Dr. Willa Jolly on the Willa Jolly Wealthy Way Show. My special guests are the Rasmus family, uh, Rudy and Juanita. And we're going to come right back to them because you got to hear the rest of the story. There's a powerful rest. Before we do that, though, I want to talk a little bit about our sponsor. I'm so grateful for Truist, who has sponsored us. That is a bank that has made a commitment to better. And see, BB&T and SunTrust merged to form Truist with a shared purpose to inspire and build better lives for you, better communities, and better futures. Now, let me give you just one example of what that means. Truist has come up with something called the Truist Community Benefits Plan. They've earmarked $60 billion, that's billion with a B, to invest in affordable housing, nonprofit support, and small business growth and success over the next three years. So you can see that while Truist is committed to a better banking experience for you, they're just as well committed to giving back to the community and creating meaningful change for all people who are striving to do more, to be more, and to achieve more. I hope you'll check them out at truist.com. Dot com. Let me spell it for you. It's T-R-U-I-S-T dot com. Truist Financial is a member of FDIC. Now, we've got the Rasmus couple here, and they've been married for 36 years. They, they are just, uh, just phenomenal people. They've done so much for people in Houston, and they've built a great uh, entrepreneurial uh, legacy. They've built a great marriage. They've built... Uh, a church from nine members to over 3,000 members. They've built community centers. They've built homes and, and housing. And they feed, I think y'all feeding about 500 people a day now, aren't you? Well, we, right now we have uh, I guess because of the pan- pandemic, yeah. But In the pandemic, yeah. we have shifted to uh, really supporting uh, about 2,000 families per wow. week with, uh, with fresh food. Wow. Okay, that's fantastic. So, but, but now... There's, there's more to this story. The name of the book is Learning to Be, Finding Your Center After the Bottom Falls Out. Once she tells the rest of this story, you're going to want to know more about this book. And, and, and when you go here, Wani, where can people get the book? Where can they reach you? Where can they, they learn more about y'all's ministry? If they want to support you, want to be involved with you, want to be connected before you tell the story, because they're going to be wowed by the story. Tell them where they can contact you. Well, one way they can contact me is JuanitaRasmus.com, or if they want to get in touch with Rudy, we can go to RudyRasmus.com. And then if they were interested in more about the church and the work we're doing there, that's St. S.T. John's Downtown.org. 
And uh, the book is available anywhere you can purchase a book. It's on Amazon for sure, uh, but any major bookseller has the book. And we're so excited that the book has been so well received, particularly during this time of COVID-19. Well, let me tell you why this book is so well received, Dorothy, because many people are struggling. They're struggling mentally, physically, spiritually. We've seen uh, depression go up. Uh, uh, we've seen suicide rates go up because people are overwhelmed. And this book speaks to what happens when the bottom falls out. Tell the story, Juanita, please. Well, it was about seven years into our ministry. We had grown from nine members to, at that point, it had already grown to about 3,000 members. And Rudy and I, being the entrepreneurs that we are, uh, you know, we were in there making everything happen, or so it appeared. Yep. And that really meant that we didn't delegate well. We didn't have enough people on our team, but we had never been pastors before. We had been used to, uh, you know, literally unstopping the toilet in the women's restroom, washing my hands, running to the pulpit, then to preach. Yep. And so we were used to doing everything that it took. Uh, to keep the wheels on the bus. Mm. And in the course of that, being at St. John's for me was, uh, I've said to many people, it was like a crack addict being in a crack house Mm. because it was the place that allowed my childhood narrative to get fed. Mm. And that narrative was a story of a, a young girl who wanted to be perfect, who wanted to do things right, wanted to follow all of the rules, and who longed for other people's acceptance, and permission, and uh, was willing to perform to get that. Mm. And so it was it was the right place for um, the perfect storm. And so there I was working, you know, Rudy and I, my, my children to this day um, feel like they should have gotten a paycheck from the church too because they, they were there so often. Right. But mm-hmm. the reality is we were trying to manage a rapidly growing church we were trying to manage our marriage and our home, managing our, our daughters who were in middle school at the time. Um, I was involved in their Girl Scouts, and I, I drove them to their soccer practices and basketball games and just everything. The things that you would do that you would think are the appropriate things to do to raise healthy black children, right? right. And so we were doing all that, but what it meant was Rudy and I worked together. So we would come home at night, talk about the church, go to bed talking about the church, wake up, talking about the church. And there were no real healthy boundaries. We didn't even know that we needed healthy boundaries until one morning I got up, breakfast was the meal that we tried to make special because it was probably going to be the only one we ate together as a family, right? Yes. And so my girls grew up with heart-shaped pancakes and apple, you know, sparkling apple cider and champagne glasses, that kind of thing, to make them know that they were important to us, even if there were a lot of distractions. Mm. Anybody looking at my life would have said, hey, she's got the perfect life. She's got a great husband. She's got a growing and thriving career. Her kids are great. What more could a person ask for? Well, that particular Friday morning, I got up, prepared breakfast, and then after we ate, Rudy said, would you like me to take the girls to school? And I said, that'd be great. And we jokingly laughed because I said, that way I can put my makeup on in the bathroom mirror instead of the rearview mirror. And there's <laughs> right. probably not a woman in your audience who doesn't understand that, right? Right, right. And so I said goodbye to everybody. They walked out. I went to the bathroom to put on my makeup. And all of a sudden, I felt terribly ill. Mm. I felt like everything in me was going to come out one way or another. Mm. And so I picked up the phone. I called our secretary at the church, and I said, you know, I'm not feeling well. I think 
perhaps I've just been moving around too fast this morning. So would you reschedule my morning appointments and I'll come in for noon? Surely I'll be better by then. Well, I hung up the phone. And then, Dr. Jolly, I literally saw myself in an out-of-body experience, pick up the phone, hit redial, and say, I'm not coming back. I don't know if I'm ever coming back. I'm going to take a medical leave or a sabbatical or something. And I hung up the phone and began to sleep 18 to 20 hours a, a day for months. Wow. After about two weeks of that, my husband said, baby, something is wrong. Because all I could say was that I felt exhausted, but hmm. I couldn't say anything else. And so finally I went to go and see my primary care physician. She took blood work, ruled out diabetes, ruled out uh, hypothyroidism or anything else that might have biologically been the reason for my not being able to get out of bed. And then she said, "Miss Rasmus, I really think you're going to need to see a psychiatrist. And so I did. I set up an appointment, saw a psychiatrist, and uh, within the hour uh, that she had allotted for me, she diagnosed me with having had a major depressive episode. Wow. 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 And it was major. From the book, yeah. you read a major. She had what we would old, old folk would have called a nervous breakdown. That's exactly right. Okay. My grandmother would have known the DSM four term major depressive episode. And I remember even asking my psychiatrist, "Did I have a nervous breakdown?" And and you, I saw her brace herself, and she said, "Well, there's no such thing as a nervous breakdown." And I was thinking to myself, "Obviously, you've not had one because this feels like a nervous breakdown to me." Um, but the reality was she was simply saying there was a formal term for the experience that I was having. And she prescribed medication. She uh, suggested that I do some talk therapy, which I did. I think every two weeks or so I saw my psychotherapist. And to this day, I still have a psychotherapist. And one of the reasons I do is because we so often can fall back into our old paradigm, our old ways of thinking. And so I have somebody who helps me to notice what I'm noticing, someone who helps me to stay accountable to my own well-being. And that's why, for me, learning to be finding your center after the bottom falls out is so critical, because one of my messages, Dr. Jolly, is that you can live with a mental health diagnosis. Mm. You have to learn to be. Wow. You know, this is so profound because so many people, particularly in our community, who will not accept or uh, embrace the fact that they're having a mental health situation. Right. And, and that we, we sweep it under the rug. We don't talk about it. And that's why I wanted to have you on, because this has been a very challenging time in our world, in our life. And Absolutely. I am a big proponent of getting counseling. Counseling had helped when we were having family challenges. Uh, we went to family counseling. When my mother and my brother and my father-in-law died in 2003, within 30 days of each other, oh, wow. I was overwhelmed with grief. And yeah. I knew because of my going to, going, having a counseling, master's in counseling, I knew the first call I had to make was to my pastor to say, I need counseling. Who's the best? And I made, right. I got counseling. And now I tell people whenever they lose a loved one, I send them a note and say, I'm sorry to hear about your loss. Get some counseling. Do exactly. not try and heal this yourself. And we have to beat that drum. I gave that message in Topeka, Kansas one time. I was giving a speech, 
uh, for the national for the they have the biggest national uh, Martin Luther King Jr. week of any city. It's a week big thing, and no one has the kind of celebration. And the, the gala, I was the keynote speaker for, and the president of the National Association of Black Psychologists was in the audience. And oh, after, wow. and he came up after and said, I have never heard anybody African American speak about getting counseling in an open forum and how important it is. He said, I've got to connect with you. You've got to be part of our a network of people to promote this because your message in this book speaks to the whole story, the trying to be perfect, growing up to be perfect, and then to have to go through this episode, which is more than just an episode, this this bottom falling out and right. not wanting to get out of bed, uh, uh, right. not wanting to... Uh, there was you were so descriptive that you, you the stench of being in the bed, refusing to get up, and you exactly. said, "What was that smell? It's me, but I can't even get up to wash myself." And yeah. and yet, you had his husband and his yeah. daughters, who who loved you, who supported yeah. you. Uh, Rudy, tell me how how was it for you? Because I you know we read the book from her perspective. How how did you handle it? How, in fact, before we go there, we're getting ready to take a break because I want you I want your input as the husband, as the partner, as the as the person who loved her, didn't want her to jump out the plane, yet you see her falling apart in front of your eyes. And how do you handle it? How do you handle uh the person that you love, supporting them and encouraging them and letting them know something's not right. I, I and what did you feel? How did you handle it? We're gonna be right back, folks. You gotta hear the rest of the story and we're gonna come back so that they can tell you the rest and then some of the things that you can do if you're struggling, if you're going through a rough patch, if you're having a tough time or someone in your family is having a tough time, what to do, how to do it, and how to do it so that you can do it with with assurance and confidence. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And for sure, your best is yet to come. We'll be right back. Friendship is not about being convenient. It's about being committed and consistent. You can call on me when you need me. up the phone you can call and call me, me. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. 
And so I went and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire. wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. And we're back. You're listening to the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And if you're listening on radio, then you you should know that it re-airs uh, a few times every week. And so we make sure that people all over the country in different time zones can get access to the show. And it's now, as I said, the number one show on for self-help on the network across the whole broad network. So we're grateful for that. But we also now have it on podcast for those who want to listen to it over and over and over again. You can get it on iHeartRadio, C-Suite Radio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening on podcast, you can listen on radio or you can listen to the re-airing on podcast. Our goal is to make sure that we help you to do more, be more, and achieve more. Also, I encourage everybody to go to winwithwilly.com, winwithwilly.com. Sign up for my newsletter so that you can get some of the free goodies there. In fact, we got a new site called uh, wjwow.com. If you go to wjwow.com, you can get access to a free page where we give you goodies. We give you a downloads of some books. We give you uh, some motivational materials that changed my life and changed my family's life. We give you some of the resources that have changed thousands and thousands of people's lives around the world. So go to WJWOW and then sign up and we'll send you those. Uh, and then if you get those, you'll get also access to my daily one-minute motivational videos that we send out Monday through Friday. And then again, you can hear me every morning. 8.20 Eastern Time and 7.20 Central Time on Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell across America on the Radio 1 Network. Well, my guests are Rudy and Juanita Rasmus, and they are just dynamic folks. They are dynamic folks who uh, love each other. You got to see them. They look like 
They just look like they they still in love. They look young and vivacious and powerful. Oh, and just, wow, they look you. good. <laughs> they look. My wife looked at them and said, "They look young. They look good. Look at them." And said, uh, "They just uh, they are a very uh, striking couple." And so uh, we were talking about mental health, though, and the fact that uh, Juanita had this episode. It was more than an episode. It was an experience. It was an issue. It was a problem. It was an illness. And Rudy. You uh, and your daughters, it's two girls, am I right? That's right. Yeah, the, you and your daughters not only supported her, but uh, helped her. How did you handle that? Tell us from your perspective. You know, uh, first of all, I have to go back uh, several years before that moment. And I'm standing in front of this preacher who happened to be Juanita's uncle. Mm. And uh, Uncle Sam uh, stood there that day and he said, uh, repeat after me. And, and I started repeating after him. And he said, I, Rudy, I said, I, Rudy, take you, Juanita, take you, Juanita, be my wedded wife, a have and a hold from this day forward, for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, in sickness and in health. Mm. And my uncle, my, 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 her uncle, my, my soon-to-be uncle, looked at me. And, you know, it was the oddest moment, Dr. Uh-huh. Jolly. But he looked at me and he said, she's well now. Mm, wow. Dude, wow. I'm thinking, what the heck? And, you know, she, he said, she's well now. And, and he just paused right there. And, and I looked at him. I looked at her. And, you know, in that moment, it never, never, never crossed my mind that, you know, because I'm a soldier, right? I, yes. I was signing up for life at that moment. Mm. I was signing up. To, uh, uh, to make sure uh, she was okay. Yes. And, and, and that encompassed everything that could have happened from that moment forward. Wow. Um, you know, so, so when that happened to Juanita, um, I put my head down. I started working. Uh, my daughters, who are now 32 and 33, uh, we were reflecting recently over the holidays. She said, Daddy. You remember when you were doing our hair uh, when mom, when mommy was sick and uh, you went to the office supply and you bought those office supply rubber bands and you came home and put those office supply rubber bands? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like those are different than a rubber band. <laughs> I mean, I'm, just trying to get, I'm just trying to get that handy. You know it was a hot mess. I know it. it I, do, I know it was a hot mess. <laughs> But but that was just one indication that you know we were all soldiers in that moment. Yes, and and you know you know think think about this, man. You know that was the nervous breakdown, mm. but that wasn't the the uh, the tuberculosis uh, diagnosis that followed for her. Really, shortly after that, yes, sir. And and that didn't didn't include the the punctured punctured lung that followed the tuberculosis uh, recovery. And and that didn't uh, didn't didn't cover the the kidney cancer diagnosis uh, uh, ten years ago. Wow. So so when we think about this journey, you know uh, you know if we don't make the commitment on the front end for better or for worse, richer or poor, sick, sickness and in health, mm. you know forsaking all others, keep only to her. So long as you both shall live. You know, at that moment, you know, if we don't commit in that moment to death, do us part. Yeah. And that doesn't include killing each other. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. 
I, I did tell her one day, you know, we were talking, and, and I told her, I said, now, baby, if you ever decide to leave me, just tell me where we going. All right. <laughs> now, you go. You sound, That's why we, we are kindred spirits here, Rudy, because I say that in my speeches. I tell people about my wife. I said, I'd crawl over a broken glass to get to that woman. And I told her one day, I said, if you leave me, I'm coming with you. <laughs> So you you got it. Well, you know what? I think that's so profound, and that is a life lesson here that we say about it in marriage, that uh, better or for worse, what's better? Okay, we all know what's better, but what's worse? What what is worse? And are you willing to live through the worst for sick or uh, richer or poor, sickness and health? And you have said that so so powerfully. Okay, real quick, I want to ask you something. We ask every guest on this show uh, the you got us. Now, if you, if I were to take you here, I'm in Washington D.C. Take you down to Howard University and take you into a, a class, a business class of young entrepreneurs and young uh, business majors who want to be successful. Give me a couple. You got us. Here's some. You got us. If you're going to be successful in life and you're going to be fulfilled in life, some you got us. First of all, you got you got to try, even if you don't know how it's going to work out. Mm, that's good, Rudy. That's good. Mm-hmm. And so one of my you guys with this would be this. You got to know who you are mm. because it's going to be challenged constantly in this life. Um, and so knowing who you are, one of the ways you can find that out is by uh, getting quiet and finding out what gives you life. What do you love? What What is it uh, that makes you uniquely you? What are the things that in, inspire you to get up in the morning and to stay, uh, to, to work a little later and to work a little harder sometimes? Who are you? The you that you see. Who is that? The you that others see. The you you don't want anybody to see. And then the fourth, perhaps the most profoundly important aspect of who we are is the who we are that only God sees. Mm. That's the person that we really want to get in touch with because that's the person who can operate in uh, the, the power of the infinite. Mm. And you know, that's a profound question because... Who are you? And when you get to that and you're comfortable with that and you say, this is who I am, I'm the authentic. You know, I used to wonder why people would say, who, you know, be authentic. And I might say, what did that mean, being authentic? And until I realized how profound an entry, a question it is, I had to learn that this is who I am. This is, I'm a, I'm an extrovert. My wife's an introvert. Uh, I realized that I, I needed to be all I am, full willing, turned on, tuned in, giving all the glory to God. And I know people don't always agree with me when I say I'm talking about God. They don't believe like I believe. They don't say, and I'm not right. trying to beat them up with a Bible. I'm just trying to tell them who but the but who did the buttering on the side of the bread when my bread is buttered and I'm giving them glory for right. it. Am I right about yeah, it? Absolutely. So absolutely. so I think those are profound questions that you've answered and asked. Uh Lat, we got about a minute left. Please tell them again where they can contact you, get your resources, uh, be in touch with you, maybe be a blessing to your ministry, or get the book, and all the above, please. All right, well, Juanita Rasmus, R-A-S-M-U-S, dot com. You can have access to everything that we're doing there. I'm also on social media. I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, um, so I can be easily found there. The book is available again wherever books are sold. Say it again, name of the book, please, one more time. Learning to be, finding your center after the bottom falls out. Hmm. 
And Rudy, how about you? Hey, Rudy, R-U-D-Y-R-A-S-M-U-S dot com. Uh, everything's there. More right. information than you ever wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> and where's the church if anybody wants, when this pandemic is over, want to come and visit Houston and come Absolutely. hang out? We're in downtown Houston, and that's St. John's downtown. We're United Methodist Church. Don't hold that against us. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> we're, we're in downtown so, but Houston, and pretty much everybody in the city kind of has an idea about St. John's. Well, y'all have, y'all have created a great... Uh, a legacy, and y'all have done a great job, and y'all have impacted people in mighty ways. Uh, I'm just so grateful that I was able to get you on the show. I want to thank them. I want to thank all of you who listen. I want to thank you all for sharing this video, I mean, this audio, this message, this program with everybody you know. Continue to share it. I want to encourage you to go to wjwow.com to get a free gift, wjwow.com, or Win With Willie. When you go to winwithwillie.com, you get access to all my websites, my youth website, my faith-based website, my, my motivational website for for adults, my my business website, uh, all of our websites are there. You can you can just peruse and get access to things that will help you. And last but not least, I want to thank Truist Financial, Truist Financial, for being our sponsor for their consistent and continuous help to people in communities. They want you to do better, be better, have more, and achieve more. Go to truist.com, truist.com, Truist Financial. FDIC. You'll be glad you did. They're a member of uh, FDIC. I want to thank the Rasmuses. Uh, do y'all say it, the Rasmuses? Uh, sure. <laughs> that works for you? Or just Rudy and Juanita. There you go. Well, that's that work. <laughs> Folks, I want to thank y'all. God bless you. And for everybody, remember, thank you. you're welcome. Your best is yet to come. Stay tuned for more coming up next week as we try and empower and inspire, inspire people to do more, be more, and achieve God bless you. enjoyed this podcast episode and I hope you got something of great value and I hope that you were inspired, you were motivated, you were empowered and you were encouraged to live your best life. I hope this information and this inspiration will help you to do more, be more and to achieve more. That's the goal why I started this program and I hope it helped you in a mighty way. Now, I ask you to make sure and that you take full advantage of all the resources that came through this program. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com gift and get some of the free resources that we have there for you. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com shop to get some of the books that we have created, that we've labored over to make sure that they will deliver a powerful message to you. I hope you go to willyjolly.com slash billionaire 
willyjolly.com slash billionaire or wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get the box that it will inspire your whole family or get the bag of books. Make this a great day, a great week, a great month. And remember, it is true that you are blessed and all things are possible for them that believe. So make the most of the belief that you have now in your future. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.